We are back, guys, in your lives on this October 21st. Hard to believe that the year is almost coming to an end. Cellar Dwellers are back. Hello to all of our listeners, all of our European listeners as well. Guys, a lot to cover. We took last week off. We we're a little busy. Like we said, it's hard, to, hard for us to get our schedules together. But we're here and we have a lot to talk about, okay? So we'll get right into it. But first, we'll start off, as always, in Cellar Dwellers. We like to ask how everyone's doing. Kyle and I are wearing matching t-shirt today. Of course, we're brought to you by Manscaped, the number one leader in manscaping technology. You can use our code Cellar Dwellers to get 20% off your purchase and pr- free shipping on their website. That's all caps, no space, Cellar Dwellers on manscaped.com. But guys, how are we doing on our week off? Kyle, what's going on, man? Still the golf course as usual, man. We always start off with our golf talk. I'm still working yeah. on the golf course. You're still working the golf course. So. Well, daylight savings, November 1st, that is huge. It's going to start getting dark an hour earlier, get home an hour earlier. Oh, I know. I can't wait. It's been great because I usually go in, I either go in at 6.30 in the morning, which sucks because I have to be up at like 5.30. Or I go in at one o'clock. So when you do the one o'clock shift, you're out of there by seven o'clock right now because it's getting dark at like six fifteen here. Mm-hmm. So, but now like daylight savings comes, it's gonna be if you get the one o'clock shift, be, piece of cake. Yeah, it's gonna be like one to five, one to six. Yeah, but then it's like out. it's the good. That's good because you get out earlier. But then you're not getting paid nearly as much. So maybe I'll have to find. Yeah, like, maybe that's true. Find I don't know. I always want to work more hours until I actually get to work, and then I always want to go home. I know the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. That's what it is. I've just come to realize like post-graduation, no matter what, like life, life is hard. That is, that's as simple as it is. Cause like, if you're not working, it's hard because like you got to pay the bills and all that kind of stuff. And then you are working and it sucks because you're like, you're grinding all the time and that's hard. So that's my little like rant right there. Like life is hard no matter what path you pick. So just pick whatever path you want to go down. It's going to, it's going to be tough either way. But yeah, Pat, Nick, how, how things going with you guys? Nick with the fresh haircut, man. That's a COVID, COVID cut. Yeah, dog. I've gotten only one COVID cut. You know, two. Two COVID cuts. This is my third COVID cut. Yeah, I've gotten two. Okay, I'm, I'm one. A, well, one, one real one? Cause you well, one real one. But the other one, yeah. Yeah, third, I, I had, had three, and I still had absolute disgusting fro when I went last time. I wore a hat every day for like three straight weeks. Really? My hair was so bad, yeah. Oh, well, guys. Anyway, a lot a lot has, has changed. A lot a lot of things have happened, I should say, since our last episode. For one, I think I'm gonna start off, let's just start off with basketball, right? The Lakers are NBA champions. They defeat our Miami Heat. Uh, they actually took them six games, right? They took them six games. So they Miami Heat played much better than I think a lot of people had anticipated. So shout out to Miami Heat, shout out to Jimmy Butler. Oh, but Le- LeBron gets his fourth ring. And what I wanted to do is if you had to rank LeBron's championships, the one with the Lakers, two in Miami, and then the one in Cleveland, where would you rank all of them together? And I have my list. My list is the Cleveland has to be number one because you came three back. One, yeah, 3-1. Yeah, you got it from your hometown, right? That, that's pretty impressive. Then this one is number two. Because this one put a lot of doubters to rest. It almost Garrett, like and I think a lot of people, this could convince him to the be the go. I mean, Paul Pierce said, "Now, are you ranking in difficulty or just ones you like?" Like, no, ones of a rank of importance. Importance, so not difficulty. I guess difficulty. I, I guess you can say difficulty has something. You can like make that a kind of like give that points to like add points. Okay, any, okay, any, it could be a factor. Yeah, it can be a factor. So I'm going to go Cleveland one. That's a 3-1 comeback. 
He you know comes back hometown, wins it, right? Missed one number two. He goes to the West, has probably the hardest playoff path, you know, because he's in the West much harder. And then he wins it in L.A., cements his legacy as the GOAT to a lot of people. And then he probably just had to go with his first one, number three, importance. He got the first ring. And then I think the second one against the Spurs. That would probably be his, his least important finals. Now, I would love to see if you guys disagree with me or, or where you would rank them. Where, where do you rank the Lakers one, I should say? Where does this one rank for LeBron? Uh, I think it's like number three. I think three one number one. But I think his first one, like that's like that just got him rolling. Like that cemented him as one of the greats. His first one, I feel like. Right. Yeah. That was like every because that was everyone's knock on him. Yeah, he's great, but he can't win. And then he finally got over the hump and like learned how to win. So that like got him rolling for all the other ones. And then I'll put Lakers at number three because he's the goat. Yeah. And the only reason I would try flip flop that was that that Miami Heat team was good. And not to say that like this Lakers team wasn't good, but that Heat team, I get, well, that's actually an interesting debate. Would you rather have that Heat team or this Lakers team? Because you had Wade, who was still pretty good, not quite like prime Wade, but he was good. He was still really, really good Wade. LeBron, Bosch, we had Ray Allen on that team, right? Mario Chalmers, I love. Mar- I've always loved Mario yeah. Chalmers. That big shot. I don't think this Lakers team was like that good. Like big I mean, besides, yeah, they besides really. LeBron just, and AD, yeah, like those two. I think then, playoff Rondo is different. Like playoff Rondo, playoff Rondo, yeah. He's, if you take regular season Rondo, yeah, like he was, he doesn't play that great. You got playoff Rondo though. That's a really solid point guard to have, and a lot of teams are now after Rondo because of what he does in the playoffs. Rondo, Rondo's sick. Like he's always been sick. I think. He, no, he has. Three. He's got like a seven-two wingspan. He's like six-three. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, he averaged like fifteen points with like the shitty Sacramento Kings, like when they were at their shittiest. He's just like a guy that everyone likes. You want a guy like Rondo on your team. You want to play like Rondo. People want to play with Rondo, and you want to play like Rondo. And he's not more... bad at threes now. Yeah, he did find a shot. He did find a shot. At least maybe that's just playoff Rondo, but. Yeah, playoff Rondo did. That's the only Rondo that matters if you're a good team. That's true. You remember when yeah, we were the like, playoffs? That's all you need. When we were kids, like everyone would try to do that Rondo, like fake behind the back the pass. Yeah, <laughs> I still, I still whip that out and pick up ball every now and then. And you have to. If you, you give to. me a woman's ball, fuck yeah, I'm pulling that ball. <laughs> Men's ball, it slips out of my hand. <laughs> my my small fat hands. Rondo. Is it like one of the point cards you need? Another point guard that I like that is just like that. Probably one, probably one of my favorite players of all time. He might crack my top five players of all time. White chocolate, Jason Williams, dude. Come on, you like you love those guys. You have to love yeah. them. like Rondo. He has one of the best mixtapes out there. Oh, Jason Williams. Yeah, it's insane. That guy was a baller too, and he had he actually has a ring uh, from Miami. He won in, in the uh, original one with Shaq and D. Wade and whatever that was, like 2006. Yeah, how about Pat and Nick? Do you have any uh, insight? I, yeah, I have a different ranking than both of you. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I have the Warriors one, number one. Then I have the one against the Spurs, number two. Um, probably because that one, I think he also kind of stole too. Like, like that, like, and also that Spurs team was really fucking good. Probably like the second best team that he's he's faced in the finals. So you're going off difficulty then. Well, yeah. I mean, because I don't I don't care much for like, you know, his he got his first one or like 
Like, I don't know. I think he was going to win him regardless. So, like. Well, let's, let's not forget that the Spurs won. Ray Allen saved him in game That's six. That's true, yeah. yeah. Ray Allen saved him in game six. And he missed the shot in game six. And then game seven, LeBron had a typical LeBron game seven. And he, you know, carried, carried the load. So, I'm not going to knock that. But I was going to technically, if Ray Allen doesn't hit that shot, I'm not going to – that's like – Yeah, but technically if LeBron didn't have like 30 other points that game, right, yeah. <laughs> I think they would have lost by 30. Yeah, you can exactly. make the argument exactly. like I'm not the Warriors say that. too, right? Like What's the war- that? Because like, Kyrie hit the shot, so like you could say, well – Yeah, exactly. Draymond got he had the block in that game. Yeah, he had the block. So like. yeah, I'm not going to say that because like – but that is a point that a lot of Le- LeBron critics would say. Is, well, yeah. Ray Allen didn't hit that. He He's three championships only, three and seven or whatever it would be. And people forget Kawhi was on that team. So, like, yeah, that's I mean, the, he wasn't quite the same Kawhi, but yeah, he still defensively, young. he was probably actually better. Oh, he was good. He was still That good. was his focus. That's yeah. Probably, that's probably yeah, that was four, before he could score. That's probably four first ballot Hall of Famers on that team. Tony Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, and Kawhi. And then you have one of the greatest coaches of all time, Greg Popovich, running the ship. That's an absolute stud team that he beat. So, okay, I, I hear that. So, yeah, Cleveland won, Spurs two, and where's the Lakers one? Uh, the Lakers one's probably three, and then just because I don't think the OKC one was really tough at all for him. It wasn't tough because he got those guys. He went up against those guys at the right <laughs> But if he went yeah. up against Westbrook, Harden, and Durant. Yeah, like maybe two or three years later, like or something like that. The year What was the year that uh, – they went to uh, oh the same year as uh, as 2016, right? Yeah, the year they they, they, they faced the 2016 were, yeah. Oklahoma City. Then I think that could have been a different story. Do you have any? Uh, let's say I think we all I, we kind of talk about this a lot about where LeBron is. We want to talk about LeBron ranking, but I don't think we're going to talk about LeBron too much. So we'll get it out of our system now. Do you have any doubt that like LeBron isn't the best player in the NBA after this finals? No, I mean I've, I never. I don't think I never really stopped thinking he was the best player. Like even last year, and it never year. crossed my mind to like, yeah. consider that. I'll be honest that when Kevin Durant started going off in Golden State, and he was given Cleveland work in the finals, I was like, "Wow, Kevin Durant! I he might be better now, but not like LeBron. He's not. He's not better than LeBron. He's just not." He's not, I had my doubts. I'm not gonna lie. I was on team. I mean, it's crazy because Kevin Durant's still like one of the best players probably of all time too. He's going to be, I think. Kevin Durant was like he snuck into my mind, but never enough for me to say that he was better. I did think about it though. I have to admit, I had, I did give the thought like, "Ooh, is Kevin Durant better than LeBron?" But then I was like, "Nah." If, Le- if LeBron was in that situation, game over. Come on, game over. Like Kevin Durant had that situation like on a platter so by the way do you think that takes away from his championships because that was also in the news lately a lot of people said you know people say you got kind of got handy your championships and he's like i didn't get handed anything i put up numbers in the finals like look at my numbers i helped my team win to get there blah 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 how do you feel about kd's championships like if you had to compare them to lebron's championships do they even if you had to get all the like, no, you, know we, no. you know how we just did the four for LeBron or Kevin Durant's, if you had to rank all six of those champions. They're below every one of LeBron's. There are five and six, you think? Yeah. Okay. There's five. six and then tied for six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I kind of feel the same way, but 
he did ball out in the finals. The thing so is, if, if he if he wins in Brooklyn, like if he wins one in Brooklyn, then I'll I'll be more impressed. It's there's never been anybody that just goes to a team, pretty much changes the roster on his own, just like I want this guy, like ships people out, and then he pretty much guarantees the city a championship. I'm here to say this right now. The Brooklyn Nets are not going to win the championship next year. It simply will not happen. They're not that great, to be honest. They're no, really not. I mean, they got Katie. Uh, they're pretty good. Who do they oh, have? They're pretty good. They have Kyrie. They, they Kyrie, KD. They're, they're still Levert. I think they have Levert okay, next yeah, year. Yeah, Levert. Answer Dinwiddie. 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 That yeah, goatee. They got, they got that. They're, you're talking about guys. DeAndre just, Jordan protecting the paint. DeAndre Jordan. I know you're not using DeAndre Jordan. That guy stinks. You call ha- if you start hacking him in the playoffs, he's missing so many free throws, dude. And anyway, though, I was going to say my point, like, they got smoked terribly this year in the finals. They, did they get swept? Or did they even – yeah, they did get – I think they played Toronto or something, didn't they? Because who played the Bucks? The Magic yeah, played the But Brooklyn also had, like, did not have, like, half their players. That's right. That's the right. Okay. Okay, they were injured. They were injured. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people opted out. They signed they, – they're the ones that signed Jamal Crawford, right? They did sign Jamal Crawford. Okay. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe that was a little. Um, I could also see if like Katie and uh, Kyrie are healthy and playing well, they're going to make a trade for, with like Dinwiddie or Levert to get someone someone else good at the deadline or something like that. Then they got they'll that. Trade, they'll trade them to Philly for like Embiid or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> now have Joe Harris who can absolutely shoot the lights out. So. No, that's right. <laughs> maybe I was quick to pull the trigger, but I still don't think I will stick by my statement and saying they will not win the NBA championship. That team won't beat LeBron and AD. Yeah, I don't think I, – I, yeah, I don't think so. Just because I think uh, Kyrie and KD are going to end up fighting and one of them's leaving, like, pretty quick. I don't think they're going to coexist too, like, too well. Especially in New York. That's a lot of pressure in New York. Mm-hmm. From a town that, other than, like, the Yankees that have made the playoffs, right, they haven't won anything lately. They're really – the Giants and the Jets are abysmal. The, oh, the Jets are so bad. The Knicks, they <laughs> might go 0-16. They really might. <laughs> I think they are going to go 0-16. We, we'll go into sure that. Trevor Lawrence is going to stay at Clemson. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to talk great. about that. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. <laughs> but anyway, the Knicks and the Jets – or, excuse me, the Giants and the Jets, abysmal. Knicks stink. Brooklyn hasn't really been relevant. You know, since they ever since they were a team, and they, they had Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, but they weren't, you know, they weren't going to win a championship. So they're really looking for and the Mets, Mets, Yankees. That's like the most relevant they they've gotten. So, and I'm not sure about hockey, of course. So you guys can talk about the hockey. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, they really. I mean, the Rangers won one with St. Louis. When was that? Didn't they? Was nah. it, if it wasn't, they never won it. No, they never won it because then Henrik would have won one. He never won one. Oh, right, right. Right, so it wasn't really close. Won one with the Lightning in like 06 or 05. And it's crazy that one of those huge markets, like one of the big – that in Los Angeles, right, the biggest markets, they just stink. They're terrible, which is not – like you just don't see that that often. So I think they're hungry to get a championship. There's going to be a lot of pressure on that Brooklyn team. And I just don't think they're going to handle it. So good, I agree with you, Nick. I think they're going to fight. That was the point of that conversation. But anyway, guys, uh, anything else? Oh, Sixers. I want to talk a little bit about the Sixers. I was astonished today that the Sixers, ESPN, like put out these power rankings. First oh off, <laughs> yeah, the, first off, Brooklyn was 10th. Brooklyn was 10th, which I was surprised at. The Sixers were 8th. The 8th best team, right? you know, projected. 
to start the season. I don't know what, like maybe the addition of Doc Rivers did something about that. I couldn't watch that Sixers team in this playoffs and say that they're going to be one of the eight best teams in the NBA next, next year. Lakers are better. Clippers are better. Houston's better. Utah's better. Denver's better. Milwaukee's better. Toronto's better. Boston's better. Miami. Miami's better. Brooklyn, I, I, I'm not sure if I said Brooklyn. Brooklyn's probably better. That's 10 right there. Yeah, I don't know who made those rankings. Yeah. Yeah, the Hornets the will beat our ass every time we play them, too. So I think. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how we got eighth, but some some they're drinking some sort of weird Kool Aid over there. Whoever made those power rankings, there is absolutely no reason that the Sixers team should be in. We have no no roster changes. We they might be calculating in like they because there was a uh, article that came out today. The Athletic surveyed uh, like twenty agents, like NBA agents, and they said the like the Sixers got the most votes to make a like a significant trade or something this off like before the season starts. So obviously agents are talking to teams all the time, so they probably know something's up. I, I'm sure I, I they probably speak. factored that into their uh, calculation. Like if they can get one of these, like if they can get Al Horford the fuck out of there, they automatically gain ten wins, probably. <laughs> Even for nothing, like if they just got a bag of practice basketballs and said, "Ben Simmons, shoot these," they're better off. I just don't know what we could possibly get. Like, what deal could we make right now? What, who would take who would take Embiid right now? I don't think anyone. Maybe the Warriors, that's it. But we're not getting anyone from them other than maybe the draft pick, like the number two pick. Yeah, that's what it would be, right? Like, probably, we'd probably ask for that. Yeah, we'd have to get it for Embiid. And like Draymond. And maybe, Great. maybe like, uh, what's his name? From the Timberwolves. Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. It was Wiggins in the pick. It was Wiggins in the pick for Embiid or something. Yeah, that's probably the only – I might do that. No. no God, no. Listen, I know the I – The draft isn't good enough to do that, I feel like. Are I know I give Embiid his grief. I, I definitely criticize Joel Embiid. I'm not going to shy away from that. I'm not giving him up for Andrew Wiggins, who, by the way, like, his number one overall pick Andrew Wiggins was. It was supposed to be Embiid. Of course, he had the injuries. But Andrew Wiggins was the number one pick. And he stinks. I don't care what anyone says. He's terrible. That guy, everyone was talking about, he's supposed to be like this big thing. I don't think he's put on one pound of muscle since he's under the NBA. He is. Yeah. What what happened to that? Yeah, he's bad. I don't want him. I just don't want Wiggins at all. Everyone was like, that's where it started. Tank for Wiggins. Tank for Wiggins. That's where it all started. This whole process. Well, it actually started with Bynum and all that. But anyway. I don't think think that it'll be Embiid or Simmons. I think it would be Tobias or Al. Or both, preferably Al both. Horford, Not going to be Tobias. Not Tobias will stay. It'll be Al. I think we'll end up. I don't know. We'll end up sending a bunch of shit to like Sacramento for Buddy Heald or something. Yeah, because as I as I mentioned last episode or the episode before that, I think there's two episodes ago. Sixers are in the process, no pun intended, of unlocking Tobias Harris. They are they're putting all the pieces together. We got Doc Rivers, his former coach who he played well for, like I mentioned. And recently we just signed Philadelphia's own St. Joseph University, pride of St. Joseph University. Jameer Nelson is on the coaching staff, staff who was Tobias's, Tobias Harris's teammate in Orlando. And I think he played pretty well in Orlando too, if I'm not mistaken. He was younger, very young in his career, but he played pretty well there. So I think the Sixers are kind of put, trying to put a coaching staff together that can kind of uplift Tobias Harris 
maybe boost his confidence and then return boost his stats. I'm I'm sold on Tobias Harris still. I'm still sold on him. So, what do you guys think about that? I am sold on Tobias Harris. Sold? Yeah, no, I think he's like I I thought he was good the whole time. Pat hates him. Like I just see the disgust yeah, yeah. in his face. I'm so I mean, out on Tobias Harris. I he I guess it could be the, like a bad system for him, but he misses like wide open threes and that's what all we need him to do. Really. Like he does he's not like great at handling the ball by himself, so like or creating his own shot. So like and he there's I'm not gonna lie, like I know we had bad spacing, but he was open a lot and just missed this year. Yeah, no, I know. I just think I've just seen like watching sports I've just seen so many guys have like off years and like I just expect them to return to his average, which is like around forty percent for his career. So I'm gonna know. I agree with you, Nick. I'm putting all the blame last year on the coaching staff. Like, I don't even blame the coaching staff. Like, I just think sometimes you just don't have it, and, like, sometimes slumps last a long time. Yeah, but I'm saying there, there's been evidence now that the, this team, the coach did not have the locker room. Coaching staff did not have the locker room. And when you show up kind of not inspired, uninspired to come to work, you're just not going to play as well. So I'm running on the coaching staff where, like, you don't have faith in your coaching staff and you kind of don't put in all the work that you should be putting in, of course your play's going to suffer. So I'm hoping with Doc Rivers coming in, Jameer Nelson coming in, he gets some guys that he's familiar with, that he likes, has relationships with, and he kind of, you know, gets back to, like you said, back to where he was around 40%, whatever it was. I don't have the numbers in front of I also don't think that he's going to have any contact with Jameer Nelson this year. I'm sure he will. Not maybe not every day. Assistant GM of like the blue coats. He might, yeah, but he definitely. I'm telling you, if he's in Philly, he's talking to Jameer Nelson. Not going to be talking every day, but they'll be talking. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's all I wanted to talk about uh, for the NBA. Probably a while till we talk about the NBA again until we talk NBA draft or something like that. Which does anyone know when that is? I don't think they've even come out with a date yet. I don't know. I want Lamelo Ball to get drafted number one, so I can give Pat some shit for a little bit for. Also, are there any, like, big free agents this offseason? I, I have no clue. I really have no clue. Maybe that's Me what we'll talk is, is free agency. Yeah, so I want to talk NBA Finals. We did that. Rank LeBron's championships. We did that. Sixers were eighth in the power rankings. And then, of course, the, the new additions to the coaching staff. Before we get into football, I did want to just knock, knock this out because I, I don't have much to say about it. But I was talking to Pat the other day about some trades the Flyers made and trades Vegas made. The, the off season for the NHL, right? How how's it going for the Flyers? Who did Pat? Who was the guy that we signed? That was it the defenseman? Uh, the defenseman uh, Gustafson, right? Yeah, Eric Gustafson. Eric Gustafson. He, he should be he should be good. I I mean I have nothing to say about it. Well, he should he'll, he'll replace uh, Niskanen because yeah. Niskanen was like uh, probably what was he, like thirty points a year or something like that. Yeah, he like I think he had like thirty last year. Probably ended up with like thirty five. I thought we were talking about him replacing Ghost Pat because we said like you remember the season or the uh, the series. You said Ghost was really going to ball out and be a big impact, and then he he didn't. So maybe this guy could replace Ghost, take some of the minutes from Ghost or whatever. I don't think Ghost is like a part of that team. Like I just don't even consider him. Yeah, he didn't really play enough this year to to be like. But you can't like replace somebody that was just scratched. Okay. Okay. I understand that. Well, does he does he have any value then? To like trade him? Yeah, I think like I think he does because 
there's so few defensemen that can have a season, like a few seasons as good as he did when he came in and he's still young, that somebody's going to want to get their hands on him and see if they can make him a player. And, like, he hasn't been that bad. We just have other guys who are who can fill in the role that he played well. Like, Sanheim and Provorov can both play the power play well. And so can this Gustafson guy now, too. So And Niskanen did it well last year. So we just don't really need him for anything. Like, he's just – we have guys that can do what he does and play defense better than him. That's really the big thing is his defense is a big liability. Yeah. Okay, so, so what what do you think his value would be? Like, could we get – what do we just get, like a couple draft picks for him or a draft pick or – Like a late-round pick. It'll probably – like it, he would probably be a part of a bigger deal. Okay, I see. Like he – if you throw him – like if you're trading like a big – like a bigger piece and then you throw in a defenseman, like a 27-year-old defenseman that already had a 60 – five or 70 point season like you can get a lot in return for that a lot and like the flyers have a lot of good really good prospects and they have a lot of like they can they can do a lot with this team and like they, there's a lot of people they can move i think so right yeah i just want to kind of get our takes on the guys and the players because i know we don't talk hockey probably as much as we should just because I, Kyle and I know nothing about hockey. But I wanted to get you guys, and I know probably some people like the hockey talk. And what about the guy that you were saying, Vegas just signed that really, really good defenseman too, right? Yeah, Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, okay. So I know you said he's he's got a lot of points for a defenseman. So, I mean, they obviously took the loss to Dallas in the, in the conference final. So they're, they're going full full gas on it. They, they want that uh, Stanley Cup in Vegas. I guess they're really yeah. good. So... I guess you guys probably have nothing to say about that. And I'm sure probably everyone listening to this does not care about the defenseman that went to Las Vegas Knights. So we'll move on. Do you guys want to talk NFL? We can talk. We can actually talk a lot about the NFL. Or we want to talk UFC. Because there's obviously a big fight this weekend. Pat, Kyle, Nick, any preferences here, fellas? We can move on to anything. Doesn't matter. And we'll go NFL then. We'll just go NFL. We'll end on the UFC. So it's been a while since – oh, two weeks, I guess, right? So we have two losses in the books since we last spoken. I think it was Pittsburgh and then Baltimore, right? We are what, like one, four and one? One, one, one. one four and one. And the Eagles are projected to be six, nine and one and win the division, which means we would probably have a home – we would have a home game. Probably right now it's looking like against Chicago. And Nick Foles, how about that? <laughs> how about that? For, how about that for a scenario? Nick coming back to Philly, and we host a playoff game. Could you imagine walking into a stadium that you have a statue outside of and playing that team in a fucking playoff game? And, and they'll probably beat the doors off of us too. I don't think. I think like Chicago, I, don't know. I, I think, think they could beat us, but I don't think that team, like the Chicago team, is going to beat the doors off anybody. I think they're going to win a ton of close games. Yeah, yeah. dude, BDN's getting it done though. He is getting it done. I just don't see them like blowing anybody out. Did you see this? Uh, Deion Sanders did not know who BDN was on bars. Yeah, yeah I saw that. that. <laughs> Wait, what does he like live under a rock? He doesn't. He doesn't know that. That's like that has been his nickname. It really has been. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, I wanted to talk about how how bad the Eagles teams look. Now, I'm going to be devil's advocate right now because I, I don't think – I've been giving Wentz a lot of grief. And I've been giving this Eagles team a lot of grief. 
and I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna. I feel. I feel like I'm just going back on everything I said because I was very ha- glass half empty. But if you look at the schedule, I mean, we're in these games. We we de- definitely were in them. And I just think of a. We had a couple like couple plays in the game. Like we were up seventeen and nothing against Washington. They won on a twenty-seven point run and, and beat us twenty-seven to seventeen. The Rams game, we it was close for a little bit. We probably should have lost that game. Well, there's a couple things that, that have happened. Like, there were those two games where Wentz was terrible. Like, right, and I'm just like saying really bad. But also, the defense has never been good in any of the games. I'm I agree with that. And Nate Gary's been garbage, and I will talk about that in a second. Our linebackers are so oh, bad. There's Sean Bradley. I, but I just wanted to be a little bit more optimistic this week because we have a a very winnable game games actually coming up the next two weeks against. Giants and Dallas. And these are games we need, absolutely need with the way this season's going. Okay, so like I said, Washington probably should have won that game. Rams probably should have lost. We tied the Bengals. That, we should have won that game. Yeah. 49ers, we won. The Steelers game, we lose 38-29 to 29 on paper. But if you remember, that game was close a little bit throughout as well. Last, yeah, was. And then last week, we lost, lose by two to Baltimore, which is one of the top teams in the league. Great defense. I mean, we played the top two defenses maybe, one of the top two defenses past two weeks in Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore, and we put up 29 and 28. So the offense is doing okay. It's just like you said, Pat, the defense needs to step up a little bit. And I'm kind of I'm, – I'm also just – I know, again, I had all the Wentz slander, but Wentz has absolutely nothing to work with. The only starters on offense are him and Kelsey. There's nothing. There's nothing. And the fact that he's putting out like 29, 28 points a game – I'm actually a little bit more optimistic about that. I, I was just kind of just looking and doing the eye test and seeing, oh, bad football team. We're losing games. We're getting outplayed. But if you just think about it a little bit, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And we're in a spot that we could maybe win a playoff game if it's like if we get lucky against like Chicago or something. And I'm going totally opposite of how I was a week or two ago, whatever it was. And that's Philadelphia sports view. It's an emotional roller coaster. So I don't care that I'm changing my point. I don't care. And I'm just going to say, now that we have a matchup against the Giants that we'll preview in a bit, I know we have a bad record. How do we feel after I just gave this little soliloquy, hoping to have a glass half full? How do we feel about the Eagles now? Kyle, I'll let you go ahead, Kyle. This is the best I've felt about them, like, at any point of the season, to be honest. I guess aside from the 49ers win, because, like, we beat the 49ers. They're a good team. We lost in a close game to the Steelers. They're a really good team. We lost by the worst two-point conversion call I like I've ever seen oh. to the Ravens. So like we're in close games against some of the best teams in the league with no one. Like you guys no know one. how many times Miles Sanders rushed in that game, the last game. Well, he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, yeah but even run. still, that was like the fourth quarter, right? Okay, uh, whatever. Yeah, but how much? Do you know? Do I you want to guess? No, uh, like eleven right, or something. Nine, nine. Wow. Yeah, he had one hundred eighteen yards <laughs> on nine rushes, and we Boy. still don't run him. He had that super long run, right? That he broke. yeah, but I mean, like he's had one of those in like almost every game. He's just stud, man. He's a stud. He is. You just yeah. keep running him. Like if we don't have receivers, you don't have to worry about it. If you have a running back like that. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of receivers, Fulgham looks great. What yes. a steal. Not, not steal. <laughs> not a steal. He's legit. 
what I, first off, I want to say this. I'm giving absolutely zero credit to Howie Roseman for Travis Fulgham. Zero. Because he would not have signed Fulgham if we were healthy. This is just no. like a guy that got – he just like, oh, we're desperate. We're going to take this guy that got cut from another team. And it just so happens that this guy's working out for us. But Howie Roseman didn't think like, hmm, I'm going to get this Travis – like Bill, Bill Belichick. If he signed Travis Fulgham, I'd say, okay, credit to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. You know, he found a diamond in the rough. No way Howie Roseman did – and he probably didn't even know who Travis Fulgham was going into this. A blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That's right, Nick. That's you perfect. Can, you have to sign 60 wide receivers a season because all of them get hurt. You're eventually going to find one that's good. Like you're eventually – like it's just the law of averages. You have to eventually get one that nobody else noticed was good. Or like, I mean, it makes sense. He was, he was with the Lions. The Lions receivers are really good. They got Danny Amendola, Kenny Galladay and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. So, a sixth-round pick, fifth-round pick. He gets sent to the practice squad. I think somebody else picked him up, got cut. Chicago. Awesome. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about him. And I'm so apparent okay, apparently Deshaun Jackson's coming back tomorrow night, or I guess it would be tonight when I post this episode. I don't care about Deshaun Jackson coming back. What a waste of money. He's just stealing money from us right now. Him and Jeffrey and Jason Peters, those guys are just absolutely stealing dollars away from the Philadelphia Eagles. I just can't wait till next year we have a, a healthy offensive line and we're rolling out Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, and Greg Ward, and nobody can fucking stop it. Oh, no one's stopping it. Sign Antonio Brown to finish out the season. No, you know where he's going. He's going yeah, to uh, Seattle, probably. Yeah, right? Seattle. Seattle, because he was working out with Russell Wilson in the yeah. offseason. Yeah, I tweet out, like, because Adam Schefter said, but they're not the only team involved. And uh, Marlon Humphrey tweeted out, key, like, quoted the tweet and said, keywords, not the only team involved with eyes emoji. So he might be going to Baltimore. That would be crazy. I think he'd fit in great in Baltimore. We had that we had that debate, if you remember, way back, months ago, if we'd rather have him in Seattle or Baltimore. And I think I actually picked Seattle just because I said Ravens, like a young quarterback. You don't want A.B. getting in his young, the young MVP's head. Seattle kind of has a good system with Russell Wilson. And, you know, I think they're probably a better fit for Antonio Brown. Yeah. I would love to see that, actually. And I also want to see Odell Beckham Jr. I'm on, t- I'm on Team Stephen A. here. Get him out of Cleveland, man. Get him out of Cleveland. He had a whole rant this morning. It was great. But- Baker sucks. Oh, yeah. Are you actually – are you fully off the Baker train? I don't think he's terrible. I, I mean, he's, he's got to be pretty bad. I mean, they, what are they 4-2 or 4-3? and, three? Four and it, two. I mean, they could be whatever. Like, the only games they won were due to their, their running backs. That is true. Yeah, okay, that, that's fair play. Fair play. They do have – His stats are terrible right now. He's got, like – They're 4-2. and two. They're four He's and got, two. like, uh, something like – 11 touchdowns, six interceptions. Maybe it's even more than that. I forget, but can't be pretty worse. bad. Can't be worse than Wentz's turnover right now. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's turned the ball over a lot this season. But, yeah, like probably, probably, you're probably right. You're probably right. I just think he's, he's probably good enough to be a starter. I'm not sure if he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But, no, I think he's good enough. Good enough maybe to get you the playoffs. But that's a tough division over there anyway. But yeah, I'll ask you what is what I'd ask you guys real quick. Where do you guys want to see Antonio Brown end up? Seattle? Do you, just want, yeah. do you just want to see him back? Do you want to see him back, or is this going to be this whole circus again? Yeah, I want him back. I'd like to see him back. I don't know if he can. 
That would be like the best wide receiving core ever. Metcalf and Antonio Brown. Whew. And Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Sick too. That's a stud. That's a stud wide yeah. receiver group. It really is. I'd like to see that. Stephen A. also made the case for Odell Beckham. As he said, Seattle or Green Bay. If he went to Green Bay, that'd also be pretty cool, like him and Aaron Rodgers. But I think it's probably going to be Seattle. Anyway, Pat, how do you, how do you feel back going to the Eagles? Do you feel good about the Eagles this week, like going into it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was so convincing. fucking convincing. I, not really. I mean, I still think they could lose. I Their defense is so bad. It's really, it's really bad. Who do the Giants have on offense? Who? Yeah, the Giants' offense is just as Darius bad. Slayton. The Eagles' defense is bad. Darius Slayton's going to tear him up. Sterling Shepard, Devontae Freeman. No, they're not. They're not no, good. Sterling, Sterling Shepard's out. I know that, but Golden Tate revenge game. <laughs> so help me God, if Golden Tate has a revenge <laughs> game against us, I, I will tur- I will go down to Lincoln Financial Field. I said this. I'm going to go raise hell at Lincoln Financial Field if we lose. <laughs> There's no reason we should lose this game. I, don't I hope care. we lose this game. I really do. That, I hope we lose every game the rest of the fucking season. I want the offense to play well. I want the defense to give up 600 points every game. And I want us to get a good draft pick and pick a nice nice linebacker from the SEC or Big Ten. Listen, I know you hate the linebackers. I know you hate them. I mean, everyone does. They're, they're pretty bad. They are. I, mean, I don't bad. hate them. Like I have nothing against those guys because it's not like, of course, you're going to come somewhere you can be a starter. And if you're not good enough to be a starter and somebody's dumb enough to give you a job as a starter in the NFL, you take it. You take the money and you go play. But like, I'm mad at the the management for just thinking you can just be a good team without good li- uh, one good linebacker. It's yeah. not like they were like, oh, we're just we'll just put somebody at left outside linebacker, but our middle linebacker and our right outside linebacker, they're good. No, they were like, all three of our linebackers are fucking garbage, but that's fine. We'll just trot them out there every week like pigs to a fucking slaughterhouse and just watch them get eaten alive. And then you can join me. At week by week, every game we lose, I'm going to go down and drive to Lincoln Financial Field with my hammer and chisel. I was going to slowly destroy Lincoln Financial <laughs> Until it crumbles. That's what I would. Twenty twenty three. We're gonna see, like, see on the news, <laughs> link crumble. We're like, Sean finally did it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone will be like at Xfinity Live, like a Sixers pregame or a Flyers pregame, and uh, they're just seeing me out there with like my chisel, being like, "That's the crazy, that's the crazy guy, crazy guy from the podcast with his hammer and chisel." <laughs> I, I do think we win this week. I do think we win this week. I'm not sure what the line is. I'm gonna, we'll check the line. Later. I think we probably do. Probably because Daniel Jones is like a turnover machine. Well, don't yeah. Like I said, Wentz has also been a turnover machine. So that's true. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. isn't the Giants' offensive line garbage too? Oh yeah, yeah. they're terrible. They're yes. that when we play teams that have bad offensive lines, we have a shot because our defensive line is good. It's just the rest of our defense is garbage. Yeah. That's our only consistent bright spot every year is the D-line. Every single year, it's, it's been pretty good since for a good while That's now. That's because we neglect every other position. Yeah. We just draft defensive linemen in the first round. Imagine, like, the defensive linemen, like, go into the room with Howie Roseman, and they're, they're humongous. They're like, you better sign me. And Howie's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> He's just, like, terrified. That, that's the only part of our team, too, that's uh, that this year, at least, has stayed um, the H-word. Oh. 
Oh, <laughs> don't say it. Oh, okay. The, the H word. Yeah, I like that. That that's a that, they, they yeah. The yeah, they're medically adequate. Yes. Okay. Do, well, what's the prediction this week, then, fellas? Eagles win. You have a score prediction. I think I'm gonna go 27, 17. Eagles win it. My Lincoln Financial Field will live to stand another week. Another week. Make it stand stand before I bring my hammer and chisel out. Nick. Give me your score prediction. I mean, I know I want them to lose, but I think they could, I think they'll probably win this game, uh, and I think they'll probably win it, uh, like thirty three, thirty three to twenty, maybe. Wow, thirty three points. Okay, I, mean, I think it'll be pretty prediction. high scoring. Yeah. Damn. That yeah, was my. Exact, that, that was my exact prediction. <laughs> Nick, Nick and Kyle, the exact same <laughs> I was prediction. Thirty three twenty. Wow, Temple Baseball must really form a nice weird bond that you guys said the same thing to uh, make that prediction. Okay, Pat, First game showers will do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll do uh, 22-14 Eagles. Pat, low scoring. Low scoring. Low scoring game. Okay, you think sloppy football game? Garbage game, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk to some crazy news that's happened. We've seen two kind of injury stories, right? One. Alex Smith returned and played for the Washington football team. I mean, we talk about a comeback story. I want to give my hats off to Alex Smith. Did you guys ever watch the, the uh, like special that they did on his injury? Yeah, it's, nope. it's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy what he had to go through to even walk again. And the fact that he was playing as a starter in the NFL, I mean, he didn't technically start the game, right? They brought him in. But the fact that he got reps in a football game after that injury – I just have to give my hat off to the guy. I get, you know, tip the cap, respect him. Shout out Alex Smith, man. That, that was real cool. That was like a special moment for all of the NFL to see that comeback story. The second, it was thing, cool to see his kids and his, his uh, wife there too. It was nice that they were able to see it in person. Oh, I'm sure that meant the world to them because that, that family had to be through hell. So his yeah. leg doesn't look like a normal leg now. No. Oh God, no! Oh, that is so. Like that's why I, I can't watch the the special on it because I, I'm not good with leg injuries. Like if I see those videos of dudes lifting too much and their legs snap and stuff like that. Oh my God! I'd rather see somebody point blank on the leg shot press. In the head. I would rather watch somebody get murdered than not, watch somebody's legs get snapped or something. I'm not good with any kind of like injury. Like anytime I see someone else like bleeding their. I like hurt their break a bone or something. I'm out. I can't do it. I'm having a terrible like. Oh, oh, I can't even think about it, dude. I was kind of afraid for him. Like, if you watch the game that he came in, he was getting destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they were sacking. They must have sacked him like five times. It's like he's gonna break this shit out of his leg. Well, I saw a tweet today that both uh, Alex Smith and Tua Tagovailoa, after career almost like potentially career ending injuries they have to play Aaron Donald in their first uh st- like their first game back <laughs> oh you know there was one sack too where Aaron Donald just like toppled him and like landed right on top of him like full weight <laughs> and I was like oh my god this he is just it. snaps the other leg yeah <laughs> did you know what's crazy speaking of uh Aaron Donald Eagles have ever in each one of their losses the Eagles have gone up against the player of the defensive player of the week Calais Campbell just won it for Baltimore, like the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. I don't know who won it every other week, but every week, every game they've lost, the, the someone on the other defense won Defensive Player of the Week. Just a quick little tidbit. Someone on the Steelers won it uh, the week before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every loss we've had, 
player. They all linemen or linebackers? Yeah, shout out to you. I think, I don't know. I don't know the names. I, I, I saw Clayus Campbell. I, I didn't remember the other names. but Whoever was up against that Jamon Brown dude, just definitely. Oh, my God. Clayus Campbell. That video of him just getting tossed and then the dude just chasing down Wentz is hysterical. Speaking of, he tackle Wentz. Speaking of getting tossed, we'll talk to you. Let me just shout out Josh Norman or – Derek Henry, oh God. we're just absolutely throwing Josh Norman down like a child. Oh, my. Dude, he's a monster. He, I mean, Russell Wilson's probably got it locked up right now. Dude, Derek Henry has a case for MVP. He's a machine, an absolute machine. I don't know how some of his size is, like, that fast, strong, mobile. Like, I have no idea how he has any of the, like, athletic ability that he does with his size. I think he might hold up better than most running backs because his head's his head's too high for dudes to go helmet to helmet with him. He's yeah, just too tall for that shit. That's a fair point. He had that ninety-two yard rush or whatever it was. Ridiculous. He's a monster. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL right now. He was my first pick in fantasy this year. That beautiful motherfucker, man. I love him. Smart pick, Nick. That's a very smart pick. <laughs> uh, I wanted to now talk about a t- the kind of sad. It is not kind of sad. It's sad. Dak Prescott's injury is pretty gruesome. And the Cowboys looked terrible against Cincinnati. Zeke fumbled a couple times. Uh, what's his face? Andy Dalton. Poof. Boy, oh boy, does he look – did he look bad. And they got him – like a lot of people were calling him the best backup in the NFL. Not true. It's Nick Foles. But the, he's technically supposed to play like a starter. Like that's what people expect when Andy Dalton comes in as your backup. People pay their backup quarterbacks a lot of money because if something happens to your quarterback, you need your backup quarterback to play well. And Andy Dalton just did not look good. And I'm not sure if it's the coaching staff in Dallas who apparently has lost the locker room. Have you guys seen this report? That, yeah. Yeah. So apparently the coaching staff, Michael McCarthy and all them, not doing too good down in Dallas. But Andy Dalton looked really bad. And first, let, let's say Dak. We hope we hope Dak gets healthy. Even though we're Eagles fans, of course, we're gonna. Of course, we wish we wish well for Dak Prescott, who is still leading the NFL in passing yards. Kind of insane, even though he's been out a week. He was playing out of his mind. Yeah, he was. He was playing really well. He was definitely playing for that contract, and I feel that like was pro- that's probably the best offense in the league. Like, it's it's up there. Like, you could maybe wise, say the Chiefs, but weapons. Or, wise, I know Green Bay. Green Bay, right? Well, you're talking weapons wise. He has. They have yeah, Cooper. Weapons wise, well, they had Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's uh, uh, Mike Gallup? Yeah, they, they, Dallas does have a good good offense. You can definitely make a case for Dallas. But anyway, let, aside from that, do you guys see like are the Eagles better than Dallas right now with Dak Prescott out probably for you know the foreseeable f- future? I think their defense mm-hmm. is probably one of the only defenses in the NFL that's worse than ours, which is surprising. It really is. Yeah, because we are we're abysmal. That's my. That's what happens when you pay most of your team the like, and not most of your team. You pay like seven guys sixty percent of the salary cap, and then people get hurt, and you have absolute garbage coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, but and you draft a number one receiver when you when you actually don't need just Just to spite the fucking eagles just to spite us do you remember jerry uh, jones (laughs) it's unbelievable yeah that little rascal jerry jones man i do not like that guy he did that just to tick us off he really did it made no sense like that's fine i'm cool with it man they're gonna suck for a while so i'm I'm cool with rager i'm cool with rager too he looks fine he looks really good, actually, when, you know, aside from the injury. I liked him when he played. He had the deep ball. Yeah, I'm excited for him to get back out there. It's a couple. Yeah. I think it'll be yeah. 
couple weeks, like right after the bye, they said. So speaking of Eagles receivers too, Alshon Jeffrey is not hurt and hasn't been hurt for for the entire year. I'm telling you, he's robbing us, man. He's, he's just not. He's not playing because like, why would he? Like, why would he? Like, he has one year left. Why would he risk getting hurt again when he can just go like ride this contract out and maybe go in free agency? He'll get paid by some other bum team. Someone, yeah. Enough to pay him. Yeah, don't get me started on Alshon Jeffrey, man. I've really like. I said, because he played the Super Bowl season injured. Excuse me. So I gave him a pass. I said, you can stay hurt. You you played incredibly well that season for us. I, you can stay hurt as long as you want. But now I'm over it. Come on, man. I gave you an out for so long now. Just come back on the field and do something for us. We're paying you all that money. You can't do anything. Now, he doesn't sure. want to be here anymore. I'm not sure if he's actually injured or what. Pat, you know, you got your tinfoil hat theory that he's not actually injured and he's just sitting out for his contract. I mean, he can't be now. Like, now they're just, like, whenever they give him, like, the, uh, like, ask Peterson why, it's just, like, he's not ready. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah, no right. reason why he shouldn't play. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think the tinfoil hat for that, I think that's accurate. I think you're right. At so. least, like, the past two weeks, I think he could definitely have played. I also think the Eagle, the Eagles might not want him to play. You think? I I feel like what's the point of having this guy play when you know he's not going to be a part of your team and you just you want to at least find even if it's practice squad guys you find a guy like Fulgham and now you like build the build the chemistry with Wentz and like let them get reps. Okay, I agree with you, Nick, but don't say find a guy like Fulgham because I'm I like I said I'm not giving Howie Roseman credit for finding Fulgham. No, yeah, not finding a guy like Fulgham, but like uh, I would rather see like Greg Ward, Jalen Rieger, John, even like John, John Hightower hasn't looked good, but like maybe with more reps will look better. I'd rather see those guys get the looks than Alshon Jeffrey. Like he's he's not going to be here next year. Yeah, fair, fair play. I agree. Those with guys you. are all under contract, so yeah, I agree with you there, Nick. I pro- I don't want to see him on the field either. So yeah, how about the COVID problems now? I mean, we've seen a couple games get postponed, move. You guys, I, I don't see it being a problem where it's going to, like, delay the season or, like, delay the playoffs or Super Bowl that much. Are we all comfortable with the COVID in the NFL right now? We think, you know, nothing crazy is going to happen enough. What do you guys think? Um, I think it'll be fine. They're just going to keep, like, moving games around. That's what I think. They're going to do what the MLB did. I'll be honest. I don't mind them moving games because, like, we had, like, a Tuesday night football game the other week. We had football on Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, it was good. Like we have a lot of football to watch. I, I didn't mind it. Of course, I went. Yeah, help. especially because we wouldn't probably like we wouldn't have gotten like one extra game anyway. Like yeah, like, right. everyone gets to see that Tuesday game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got two Monday night games this week. Yeah, it's, week. it sounds it sounds selfish of me to us to say that. You know, like yeah, I don't care that they get COVID. You know, we get football every day of the week. It is it is selfish. It's <laughs> selfish. But I, it's kind of you know if they're being safe. And in turn, we get extra football on another day of the week. And so I'm okay with it. I mean, if they have to move a game to get get more football, that's probably good for their viewing audience and everyone stays healthy that way. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, hopefully they just don't, you know, hopefully there's not a breakout. Of course, we don't want a breakout. But there's like a couple players that get COVID and they cancel the game for a Sunday and move it to another day so no one else gets it. That probably works out for everybody. So, yeah, that that sounds selfish, and it probably is a little selfish. And sorry, it's, it's coming off the wrong way, I'm sure, to the listening audience. So we apologize for our insensitivity, but we'll move on from that anyway. Uh, let's go to the buy or sell. Our betting segment of the week: buy or sell. Guys, open up the betting lines that I sent you in the in the chat. 
There are some interesting ones this week. Week by week, we go every all the NFL games, and we pick our favorite lines of the week. Of course, we couldn't pick you last week because we had no episode. But this week, there's an array of games to choose from. I actually kind of – the Eagles, I just – look, here we go. Four and a half, they're favored against the New York Giants. I said I didn't know the line earlier. That's a line almost across every single thing. DraftKings, fan, a fan duel, points bet. All have the Eagles four and a half point favorites. So that's probably – bet I'd like to take I think they probably win by more than more than I think they probably win by a touchdown I'm not sure if you guys I guess we all agree yeah I, I like the Eagles a lot yeah I like the Eagles this week yeah. we're not just being homers we all all on our score predictions I think we had them winning by more than four and a half points but there's no other interesting lines I'm, I'm surprised that I'm saying I'm surprised this Green Bay just got destroyed, not destroyed they lost pretty badly to Tampa Bay I'm surprised that they're only three and a half point favorites versus Houston. I was going to say, I'm taking Green Bay minus three and a half all fucking yeah. day. Yeah, hammer the Green Bay line, three and a half against Houston. Houston doesn't look good. I mean, they have no head coach right now, right? Like the interim head coach, whatever's going on down in Houston. Mm-hmm. Definitely take that line. Fellas, let I you- like the, the Bills a lot, minus 13 and a half against the Jets. <laughs> really? You think they're going by Dude, The Jets are so bad. They just got shut out by the Dolphins. The thing is, I don't – And the Bills I- are coming off two losses. That's true. And I just don't like lines that big, though. Like, 13 and a half, you're really banking on a blowout. No, like anyone else, I'd be like, ooh, that's a lot. But it's the Jets. Okay, so Kyle's confident. Joe Joe Flacco is their their starting quarterback. Frank Gore is their starting running back. They have no-name receivers. I don't know if I can name a single receiver on the Jets. Fair enough. Okay, that's probably – see the line on this Buccaneers-Raiders game? On BetMGM, it's it's everywhere else has it at four or three and a half, and then they have it at ten and a half. I do see that. Yeah, that's totally weird. Then, I, I <laughs> think it's, pro- it's probably close. It's probably closer yeah. to the four or three and a half. Like not ten. I don't think it's a ten. The should Buccaneers should be ten and a half point hundred on the Wait, where are you seeing that? Uh, no, the, the Buccaneers are. Or I meant the Raiders. Should, or yeah, yeah, even the Raiders. Yeah. Go to the link I sent you, Pat. You are you on it? Yeah, I'm on it. And go to the spread, and then scroll down to the bottom. Tampa Bay versus Vegas. The uh, the points bet or BetGM, excuse me, has as ten and a half point favorites for Tampa Bay. That's that's if a weird. That's real. I might just like make a BetMGM account. <laughs> so much money on the Raiders. Yeah. Oh some- yeah. All right, so right now we have Eagles at minus four and a half that we liked, and then we had Green Bay at minus three and a half versus Houston that we liked. What else? Do you see anything here? I mean, Atlanta. I had a couple money lines. Atlanta's two-and-a-half-point favorites versus Detroit. That's interesting. But uh, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. I, I like the Bears plus 225 over the Rams. The Rams looked fucking terrible last week. Yeah, I don't hate that. That, that. that was like the one week they didn't look good. Like, they have looked good the rest of the season, though. So And their defense looked bad, too, which is weird. Yeah, but I think the rest of the season the Rams looked pretty good, didn't they? Or That's they true. But uh, I don't know. I like BDN oh. over the. Uh, I oh. think that I think it should be a little bit closer than two twenty five. Yeah, Chicago looks good, so that's, that's fair enough. And I then like the um, Cowboys too. The Cowboys. Yeah, they're only plus one against the Washington. I mean, yeah, but the I money, know. I know, like it's Andy Dalton, but money line for that game is like both both teams are minus one hundred nine for the Dallas game. Yeah. So that's that's really really close. So. I like the Panthers plus seven and a half against New Orleans. 
I like that a lot too. I don't like New Orleans. I don't think New Orleans. Is that I was going to say that too. Yeah, I'd stay away from that game. I, I don't. So so many weird things happen that division. I just don't like it. Division games. I, I don't. You know, you can never Drew know. Brees is just so washed. Wow, and Taysom Hill is a fucking loser. Are we going to see Jameis Winston this season? I hope so. I think they'd be better. They'd be better with him. Kyle loves Jameis Winston. I know he does. No, they'd be better. Or he, yeah, the Saints would be better with Jameis than they would with Drew. Kyle, did you read the book, Jameis? That is a well. We can't. You can't just say that. I'm actually the author. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot say that in passing right now. That Jameis Winston, the Saints are better off with Jameis Winston, Drew Brees. You need to defend your comment right there. Defend yourself. I I mean, Jameis Winston can throw the ball more than ten yards down the field. Yeah, but, but he also threw thirty interceptions. He got LASIK. <laughs> now he can see. Dude, I know. That's, I do want to see him come back because of the LASIK. I want to see how good he actually is. Yeah. LASIK Jameis. Let's the, see. LASIK the pictures Jameis. of him looking at the iPad after plays, just squinting, <laughs> is hysterical. <laughs> that you guy was like, probably looking at it, and he's like, I did not see that guy. Like, I did not know there was a linebacker standing there. <laughs> I didn't even know there was anybody past the defensive lineman. All right, so you guys are Team Jameis. We get it. We get it. All right, so we locked in our picks for the week. We got Eagles. We got the uh, the Green Bay game, was it? I'm already forgetting. I got to go back. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, Green Bay versus Houston. And then Pat likes the Panthers. And then there was the other ridiculous line. The Bears. The, yeah, the, the Bears. Bears. And Bears. Okay. And Bears and Bills. Kyle, I don't agree with their Bills pick, but that's okay. That's just too big of a – you're probably right, but I just don't like a big line like that. So that will can conclude buy or sell. And while we were talking about the Jets, I want to talk about this. If you're Trevor Lawrence and the Jets go over, right, they're 0-16, you stay at Clemson, anybody can take that question. I, I'm saying yes. I don't care. Like Everyone says, like, that's not the spirit of the game. Blah, blah. Dude, I'm not going to the Jets. Forget it. I, if I was Trevor Lawrence and they're that bad, like 0-16, no way in hell am I going to that team. What do you guys think? Well, if you were Trevor Lawrence and you had to go to New York Jets after this when I went 16 and seeing what that team has to work with and seeing how bad everybody looks, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. Somebody take this one. If they fired Adam Gase, then I'd think about it. But if he's still their head coach, then no, I'm out of there. Just like pull like an Eli Manning. Did Eli Manning do that? He said like, "No, I'm not going to wherever." He just demanded a trade. So, yeah, I would just do that. Okay, so you can still get drafted. Just demand a trade. So I'm not playing for the Jets. Pat Nick, what do you think? So are we sure that Sam Darnold's really that bad? No, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no, not but I think the Jets bad. probably ruined him. <laughs> yeah, but if you go 0 16, they're taking Trevor Lawrence number one. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is really going to do anything. He's just going to get himself hurt there. No, no, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not the point if Trevor Lawrence is going to make them better. The point is if you're Trevor Lawrence, do you go to the Jets after they went off? Um, or do you stay at Clemson? I mean, he's the best quarterback prospect in like a long time. <laughs> I might stay at Clemson. And I, think he, I think he has to. I mean, like they're really that bad of an organization. Uh, I'm, stay, I'm like right now he's got number one locked up pretty much. You stay yeah. at Clemson, risk playing another season, risk injury, risk plus whatever. You risk millions, essentially. Or you go to the New York Jets. Yeah, you know what? I'd change that, yeah. Because what if he does get injured, then he drops, he could miss out on a lot of money. I'd be confident enough in myself where I think I would stay at Clemson for another year. Like, I was I'm going to the Jets, I'm demanding a trade. 
Yep. Okay. I've, I've, it, it just happened. Like I, it, Eric Lindros did it in the NHL, and he, uh, Peyton Man or Eli Manning did it. Like it, you can do it if you're a number one pick. You have because they can you, they can trade you, and it normally works out for both teams. Like in the Eric Lindros trade that the Nordiques made, they ended up winning Stanley Cups because of the pieces they got from that trade. The Flyers went to Stanley Cups because of that trade, and the. Chargers Giants, that was a trade, right? They got Phillip Rivers. Yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah. like they didn't win a championship, but they got a lot yeah, of good years. Championship, of yeah, like they played they had a great team for a while. So All right, all right, that's fair. We'll go with that. The Manda trade. Kind of the best of both worlds there. Um I think but I think he'll just go and stay there. You think he'll go and stay in the Jets? Yeah, I think I think they'll fire the coach. I think they'll get a oh. different coach and hold I mean, it's 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 the Jets, but it's New York. But what if you, you can win in New York, it's it's pretty sweet. What do you do with Sam Darnold? Just backup, instant backup. Uh, trade, trade him, him to the Birds. <laughs> God, trade him to the Birds. Yeah, you know they love another backup. <laughs> I had another- trade him to the Bears. Yeah, yeah, I could. I had another thing I wanted to talk about in the NFL, but I don't I don't remember. So Broncos. Going to move on from it. Um, any unless you guys have anything else you want to add for the NFL? Anyone? Going once, going twice, we're done. I did – okay, so now we're going to pretty much wrap up here and talk UFC. Huge fight coming up this week from Fight Island. We're back on back at Fight Island. Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje. But, I okay, before this, there was the, there's crazy knockouts, and I wanted to go through, like, our favorite MMA knockouts of all time. I'm not sure if you guys watched any of the knockouts, but it's a little past dated. So we won't even talk about the knockouts. Maybe if there's a crazy knockout this weekend, we can do that – next week or something but let's preview this uh, i'm not sure if you guys i mean you guys are all familiar with habib Nurmagomedov, right so he's fighting justin gaethje this week for the lightweight world title pat i'll start with you because I, I know you're into it a little bit like i am what what's the take on the fight what what's going to go down um i think what's going to happen is is gaethje's probably gonna he's probably gonna come out like slow and try to feel like out like Khabib and Khabib's probably going to try to take down take him down a couple times but he'll stop it um he might get Khabib with like one good hook and then Khabib's gonna gonna take him to the uh to the cage and that's gonna be about it okay now I I'm gonna play the exact polar opposite card and I don't want to sound like a Khabib hater because I'm not I think he's you know he's tremendous one of the greatest fighters of all time but he he does he you need to get Khabib needs to wrestle you on the cage like he doesn't wrestle ever in the open space, and he's I disagree with you that Justin Gaethje is going to come out slow. That dude, by the way, if you're not familiar with Justin Gaethje, interim lightweight championship champion, I think his nine bonuses and seven fights in the UFC, something like that. Nine bonuses and seven fights, which it, it's crazy. You get more bonuses than you do fights, right? He's one of the probably he's probably the most violent guy in the sport and probably the most entertaining. I'm not sure if anyone watched his fight with Tony Ferguson, but Tony he's Ferguson super accurate. Like Tony, his punches, all of his power punches hit. Yeah, Tony Ferguson was on a ridiculous winning streak, like 12 fight, I believe, and Gaethje wiped the floor with him. Nobody does that to Tony Ferguson. He is a cardio machine, and Gaethje destroyed him. Plus. 
Gaethje's a, he's a stand-up guy in MMA, but everyone always asks, why don't you wrestle? He has this ridiculous wrestling background. He's now he, he defensively wrestles, but he never offensively wrestles. I don't think Khabib has ever wrestled someone or fought someone in MMA who has the wrestling credentials of Justin Gaethje. He gets everyone else to defense so easily, but Justin Gaethje, believe you me, he's going to create scrambles, and he's going to be violent. He's gonna, he has ridiculous leg kicks. He'll eat up Khabib's legs if, if, he, if the fight stays up on the feet. And I think he's going to be able to scramble enough and create scrambles on the floor where Khabib doesn't just hold him down right away. Like Khabib is going to have to work for a takedown a lot harder than he does against any other guy. I, I would be willing to like talk about buy or sell. I think if you were, had to bet, I, I'm sure the line for Khabib is pretty, pretty in his favor. I would put some money on Justin Gaethje this fight. He has a hell of a chance. He, like I said, one of the most violent, entertaining guys in the sport, can wrestle with the best of them. And he's, I mean, he proved he can go five rounds. He proved it. So I'm, I'm actually sneakily going to take Justin Gaethje this fight. I think Khabib goes 28 and one. Mind you, this is tough training conditions. For Seeing everybody. Khabib like knocked out on the mat would be insane. Dude, I, I think Khabib is going to get a little bit like, of course you probably have to favor him to win. I'm going with Gaethje. Khabib's probably favorite, right? I think Gaethje's going to bloody him up. I do. I hope. You, I mean, you saw what he did to Tony Ferguson, Pat. I know you did. Yeah, but I mean, the Tony Ferguson also just stands in front of punches. Yeah, but Khabib's not, not the best like strategy <laughs> against uh, Justin Gaethje. Don't say Khabib's some boxer either. Khabib is not a, some great. But I think if he if he sees that he's gonna. I mean, I know you say Gaethje has like the wrestling background, but yeah, really good wrestling background. Like, yeah, I think like one of the, he was a, one of the best in the country at the time. You know, when he when he was strictly wrestling, really really good wrestler. So I don't think he's gonna get into the like. I mean, Conor McGregor even held his own against Khabib at some like when he was in the open. Map. Yeah, he did a little bit. Now of course Khabib got him to the fence, and that that was a wrap. But the first round, when Khabib shot from the middle, and it was he shot in the middle of the mat, he did not get Conor McGregor down in the first first you know first start of the fight. And no, Conor no. McGregor can stop that. Gaethje will do ten times better. So I'm going to go with this. I'm picking Justin Gaethje to win this fight. I'm I'm totally pumped for it. It's at a weird time though. Two p.m. Two p.m. Yeah, why? That's for what reason? They could have just done it in the U.S. too. I don't I don't see why. I, I don't think they can. Like I think there's weird bans with like Russia and the travel and. Uh, COVID. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I don't they still have that? I don't think they can get Khabib to the U.S. So it's in Abu Dhabi, which I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe it's something with Khabib. Like, Khabib has he – fights, this is, he fights in Abu Dhabi enough. Like, he fought Dustin Poirier in Abu Dhabi. Like, like he get, you know, that's where his fans are. A lot of fans in Abu Dhabi, but no fans are going to be there anyway. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's just for their audience. I, I have no clue. But that's, that's all I wanted to talk about. I think – I just want to mention that I think Gaethje going to upset Khabib Nurmagomedov. And make him twenty-eight and one. Now I'm probably wrong, but I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet on it. I'm confident enough in Justin Gaethje that I would put some money down. And I think he could probably win people a lot of money. I hope he does. It would make the division more interesting, and I think that it would push McGregor to try to oh, get the, chip, the title back. If Gaethje gets, believe me, because Khabib's not going to fight Connor again just because he doesn't like to give Connor that attention. If Gaethje wins the title, you better believe who's getting the next title shot. It's it's the it's the Give little it to Connor, Irish, just because it's the little Irishman from Dublin, 
Conor McGregor will get that title shot if he if Justin Gaethje wins. Which is another reason to root for Justin Gaethje because then we get to see Conor McGregor in another championship fight. Which Pat Pat has made the claim that Conor McGregor will never win a championship again. I'd say I mean it could be fair. If it could be it could be. I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think he he wants wants it right now, but we'll see what happens with the Poirier fight and then. Yeah, and I mean, could, first off, we have to mention this too. I don't think we ever talked about this. Uh, maybe we did two weeks ago. I forget. Connor might box Manny Pacquiao in twenty twenty one too. I so. hope not. I honestly hope not. You don't want I know to it's like. I guess it would be cool to see, but like, it's not good for UFC. I don't think. Right, yeah, I mean, it makes them a ton of money. Because he's still under contract with the UFC, so they have to technically promote the fight too. They they make plenty of money off of it. So no, I mean like for just for like the the sport itself, not like making money. I think it would be good for the UFC if Conor beat Manny. He'd be like, hey, MMA guys can hang with boxing guys, but no boxer can hang with an MMA guy. You know? Yeah, but then what if like so like he's it'll be another thing like with Floyd where he'll be out for like two years. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like you're not going to see Conor in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, but people will be talking about Connor, which in turn will probably – I see what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All right, guys. Well, that was a good episode. It's good to have two – we had our week off, and then we're back. We had plenty to talk about. I'm going to wrap it up unless you guys have anything else you want to add. I think we're all good to go here. Covered some things today. NBA, NHL. Oh, you know what? MLB World Series is going on. We'll talk about that probably next week once, you know, Dodgers up one nothing. I'm rooting for Tampa that in that series, though, just because L.A. just got a championship. They, they don't need back-to-back championships, okay? Lakers just won last week. Give, give a championship to another city. Uh, Tampa anyway. just won like three weeks ago. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. Tampa? Wow, okay. They were in the NHL. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, now I just wish it could end in a tie. I wish it in a tie. That sucks. Damn. Anyway, okay, so we covered NHL, NBA, NFL, UFC, and we'll talk uh, MLB, I guess, later in the uh, next week, probably. Guys, always a pleasure. Again, you see Kyle and I repping our Manscaped today. You guys can't see it if you're listening, but use our code SELLERDWELLERSONMANSCAPED.COM, 20% off your order, plus free shipping, all caps, no spaces when you put in that promo code. That's 5% from each of us, guys. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped will thank you. We'll thank you. Plenty of thanks to go around. So, guys, talk to you guys soon. Hopefully, Eagles win against the Giants next week. We back in that division lead. Okay? So, talk to you guys then. Peace out. See you, fellas.